Are you good to jump into it? My name is Shannon Young. I'm going to be your host tonight. With me, of course, uh, we have the co-owner and co-host of Podzilla 1985, Mr. Jesse Kimball. I uh, hope you all enjoy this NPR edition of uh, Podzilla 1985 After Dark. Also, oh, I'm sorry, Jesse, go ahead. I was going to say, feel free to set your alarms to wake up in the morning now, as you will be asleep in moments. Thank you. Also with us tonight, I'm Lindsay Wolfgang. I'm not appreciating your humor, I'm sorry. More importantly with us tonight, Shelby. Are you finally listening to me now? You're a little low, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, I'll crank this bad boy up. Ooh, there that, you go. That, maybe crank that Too bad much? boy down a little bit. <laughs> Too much? Okay, all right, coming back down. All That's, right, there we go. About about that sounds about right. And uh, also joining us tonight, uh, Double H. Yeah, good times. Yeah. Good times. It's nice. Sad. Nice, good times. Good times. Yeah. Yeah. Tonight on the show, we've got an all-new top five from Lindsay, um, which no. is actually from Hunter. Yeah, that's correct. I'm going to do the whole show like this. I'm not even kidding. Um, I think it'll be fun. Good I times. I think it'll be funny. Good yeah. times. Good times. If I do it like that, Shelby can't actually use my microphone because I have to move the microphone much closer to get that effect. <laughs> just put your face directly to it and touch it with your nose. I was going to say. That's, I, that's how we had to do our interview today. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it, turns, it turns out the production studio at River Radio in the back only has two working microphones now. Oh. Oh, that's... So Dan, Danny and I had to share one and we, we had to put our faces directly to it like this. Oh, that's funny. Good times. That's, that's good times. Please, Shannon, good stop. Times. I can't handle it. All right. All right. Nice family moment. Yeah. Right. Ah, shit. All right. We're never done. No, we're never mind. <laughs> the good times. It's worth it. So, yeah. Welcome to the show. We're going to do some comedy, <laughs> clearly. Um, <laughs> Jesse, how are you today? I'm doing splendidly. Does that work? Is that right? I think that's right. Splendiferous. Splendiferous. <laughs> On this occasion. I, I had difficulty with the topic, but I think I've got it. I think I'm good. Uh that fine. Shannon, how are you, buddy? What's what's up? Uh I'm I'm tired. I'm tired. We we got on a little yeah, you bit. You had to go to Walmart more than once today. That's bad enough for anybody. Yeah, and the last time I went to Walmart, the power literally went out while we were there and yeah. Boy, you've never seen people look so confused and lost than when power goes out at a Walmart. <laughs> it's the last bastion of hope for so many trashy people. So everybody was looking around. Fights broke out. There were fires immediately. It was <laughs> it was a little bit crazy. Somebody got naked. Somebody got it naked. It wasn't clear why. Yeah, that's why I can't they go back to Walmart. They probably already were. Yeah. <laughs> Shannon, I would like to request that you turn your camera back on. Oh, nobody requests that. I, I literally just did. <laughs> you did it. It's done. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, I'm breaking down. Now you must. Hold All on. Right. There Hold you on. go. There you go. 
Hey! I'm incredible. Yeah. I can see the handsome face. Incred- oh, you. stop it. Please. Oh, oh. We're going to go back to talking like this. You, you keep that up. <laughs> good times, good times. Good times. Good show. Not a, I'm not appreciating the humor. <laughs> There's oh, one man. person at home right now laughing, and it's me tomorrow when I listen to this again. <laughs> That's not true. There are at least two because Dalton likes this kind of dumb shit. <laughs> that, no, Dalton hates it when we get right up on the microphone. Hey, I, but he will laugh at it because he'll spend the whole time going, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. Uh, Dalton, m- please confirm. Me. <laughs> Bard. <laughs> You're gonna summon Tanner. Don't do that. No, it's flatulence. There it is. Yeah, you gotta yell. You gotta yell the other one. Uh, I'm just tired, so I got on, and I immediately upset Shelby, and I apologize for that. And I, I, I like, <laughs> yeah, boy. You know what's great is when I can get away with my humor, and no one calls me out on it. The first time somebody like stands up to it, I crumble like a fucking house of cards. And I just sh- I turned my my camera off so I could shrivel up on the shore on the shore. Yeah, I'm on the beach on the right shore. now. I don't know if you guys can see this. You're out there on the, the beach swamp beach. I'm on the swamp, swamp beach. You on the swamp beach? I'm on pizza beach. <laughs> pizza <laughs> beach. Now that's a pizza. Now that's a pizza. <laughs> so Jesse, I don't like to buy your beach. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Uh, uh, Jesse, we got a motherfucker this week. Oh boy, who we got now? The motherfucker of the week is uh is Bev Turner. Now what's she mm-hmm. do? She's the stupid fucking reporter news host that argued with the meteorologist when he tried to explain. This was meteorologist also doom and gloom. Okay, tell me some good news. So Sky News, right? It's not BBC, if I remember correctly. Uh, GB News. GB News, yeah. which is so, probably worse. I'm Shelby, guessing. what happened is GB News, Bev Turner, they had their meteorologist, John Hammond, which is funny on its own. John yes. Hammond was on the show talking about the lethal weather in the UK right now. Because in the UK, as yeah. hot as it is here, it's worse in the UK. It's bad. People are suffering well, and dying over in there. In fairness... It's not as hot in the UK as it is here right now. Well, what I mean is it's hotter than what they're used to. Exactly. That's the problem. It's it's like when uh, temperatures hit 90 in Seattle a few years ago. Yeah. And everybody... Well, they're not prepared for it. Right. Right. They're not prepared for it. Because people don't have air conditioning units in a lot of the UK. Yeah. Same thing with what happened in Seattle. Like, they had... The power grid was fucked because people were going out and buying window units and shit because, like, it's it's not something they ever had to deal with before. So, Yeah. yeah, like... The whole like the cities were black, like they're rolling blackouts all over the place. Like it's it's bad. Yeah, uh, again, the same shit happening in the UK right now. Yeah, I watch a guy on YouTube. Um, I've never mentioned him before on the shows where we do like, hey, people we watch on YouTube. His name's Beardo Benjo. He does shout out to Beardo Benjo. He does VR stuff for like Meta. It was what they call Oculus now. And he was talking about how he did a, a video the other day. But because he doesn't have an air conditioning unit, it was so hot that he was sweating the entire time. And it was just like pouring buckets of sweat while he played his VR so he didn't upload it. So it's pretty bad. So this this meteorologist is on the show warning people about the dangers of this weather and how it's going to kill hundreds if not thousands of people. And Bev Turner, for whatever reason, is like is arguing with them saying come on what give us some good we want to hear good news and she she starts saying like well it was it's been hot before it was hot in 76 it was as hot as this right and this dude is just shaking his head and you can see he is done with her shit and he's just like no 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 it's not people are going to die 
I think it was like 73. He's like, 73 was a freak incident. We haven't had anything that bad since. And yeah. people died in 73. Yeah. And she's talking about like, she's trying to argue like, what? It, it's so nice outside right now because it is in like the mid to high 80s or the temperatures that are going on there uh, up into, you know, in some spots, maybe it'll get up to like the low 90s. And yeah, he's talking about like, you know, this is bad. This is real bad. She's like, you meteorologists are all doom and gloom. Everybody's talking about there's going to be death. Like, it's such a nice day outside. Why can't we talk about how nice of a day it is outside? Yeah, she says, I want us to be happy about the weather. I don't know whether something's happened to meteorologists to make you all a little fatalistic. Uh, and they're comparing it. They're, wow. Everybody's comparing it to a clip from the movie Don't Look Up, where yeah. um, I know it's Jennifer Lawrence. I don't remember the actor. Is it DiCaprio? DiCaprio. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're on a show. and I, It's Tyler Perry and somebody else. I forget who the girl is. Uh, I want to say it's... Um, Oh, the girl that played the Elven Queen in Lord of the Rings, but I don't think that's her character. I know she's in it, and I can't remember her name right now either. And that's Kate. Uh, You think of oh, uh, Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett, but I don't think it's her. I don't think that's her. I think she's the president or something. I don't know. Point is, there's a part in that movie where they're on TV trying to tell them the world is going to end, and they're just like playing it off and trying to put a positive spin on it. And they're comparing this to that because again, this dude is trying to talk about how people are going to die, and she's arguing. That no, 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 no. It's fine, right? It was hot before. <laughs> she keeps also in that clip bringing up the summer of 76, which is apparently like a, a historically like high record high summer in the UK. And that's her argument for like, hey, well, you know, it was hot then. We've had this before. And he's like, no, you're really not getting this. Like, that's not even close to comparison to this there's uh in the the set of comments where i saw this originally the linked maps for like global warmth in that summer that sh- that she's referencing versus now astronomically different it, and her comparison is basically just well it was hot then well, it's been hot. well that's it's like that, it's that it's when people that say like of, well, well it's cold warming, oh, but here's the snow yeah, but oh it's it's cold outside I, i'd like i fucking hate that every time it fucking snows around here people are like oh what happened to global warming well, that's why we started calling it climate change, oh, you oh. fucking Mensa member. <laughs> well, plus, like, even if you, like, I remember, you know, as a kid, and maybe, like, it, it, it's, it's well, okay, no, I know it's not confirmation bias since I looked this shit up. Uh, when I was a kid, it used to snow all the time, like, here in Cape Girardeau. Yes. Because I remember, like, uh, you know, Hunter knows this, being in New Madrid, watching those fucking school closings, and we never, never. like, New Madrid never popped never. up on that list. Every single time we're watching it, Cape Girardeau's on that fucking list. And you goddamn us, know it. And for us in Cape, we were like, come on, Cape, come on, Cape. Jackson got it. Why not us? And then we didn't get it. That's because the superintendent by that point was from Minnesota. Uh, he was oh, like, this ain't eh. snow. What's oh, eh. wrong yeah, with you guys? All-wheel drive Jeep. He was like, I can make it. It's fine. You guys are fine. I'm like, we're in a bus. Yeah, probably. I think it would have changes... been. Go ahead, Jesse. I, was, I, was, I think it would have been when you were in like. Ninth, uh, I think it would have been either eighth or ninth grade for you. Uh, one of the buses wrecked, and from that point, he got real gun shy on like closing it, school. Uh, it was ninth grade. One of the yeah. biggest things about that, if you if you're just looking at like you know how not even necessarily how much snow, but when when it happens, like to me when I look back at when I was a kid and in elementary school in the early you know nineties and such, snow was like maybe late October, yeah, November December, maybe into January. It was done by February. Right. Yeah. Now it is starts February, February. When we get November, yeah. maybe December, but February is like the dead month. That's the one that you just know some shit's going to go down almost yeah. every time. 
Yeah, like it gets shifting. Yeah, yeah. Because if if we get if we get anything at all these days up here, it seems to hit like real hard in February. I mean, I can remember March being literally like it it was it was springtime. It was springtime, but then a week or two later, we had snow and it was freezing cold, and then it went back. It was like a week difference. It was I don't know, man. It was, but now, yeah, I I still remember it snowing on Halloween one year. I'm from Illinois myself. And it snowed on Halloween, and I, you know, that was kind of normal. And now it never snows, and it pisses me off because I love snow. Same. And like, because it, it feels like we get. I need to move up here. Apparently. Because <laughs> it feels like we get, we like, get what? One, two. Like, we get one to four good snows per year. If that. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, I see cats yeah, in like, the background. Because I think we got, like, last year was a pretty good year for snow. We had, like, four full days of snow. Well, just or, like, four good snowfalls. Can you be positive about the weather for once? <laughs> just like so fatalistic. I miss snow, man. <laughs> she she also tweeted out. They haven't got a statement from her about what she did, but she tweeted out that same day. I think she says, "I'm on GB News and I'm angry at all this heat hyperbole." Oh my god! Hyper. Okay, first of all, you clearly don't know how the word hyperbole works. <laughs> that is that's not what that is at all. You keep using this you were word. Looking- I don't think it means what you <laughs> she was looking for the alliteration and just wanted to, that that H there. That, yeah. Oh, oh boy. Hyperbole. But mm. she's mm. got the hyperbole. But uh, I, I go back mm. real quick to the snow. Uh, the other thing I miss with the the weather is it being cold on Christmas. Yes. My yes, my I mom my mom always said all she wanted for Christmas was snow on Christmas. So every year, if it does snow on Christmas, I I say a little prayer for my mom. I'm like that's for you. Unfortunately, I've not said that prayer in a long time. <laughs> Has not happened in many, many years. Yeah, yeah I was going to say the the average temperature on the last four years of Christmas around here is what would you guys say? 55? 55, 60. Something like there that. There was yeah. one year a couple of years ago where it was, I mean, you know, we normally spend our Christmas day in, in uh, at my in laws, so further south, but I mean, not that much further south. And it was 70 degrees, yeah. 70 and yeah. sunny Christmas day. We went for a walk. I distinctly remember I got new tennis shoes and got to break them in that day. <laughs> like, that's ridiculous. Nowadays, I go to I go to mom's grave and I'm like, you. When you said Christmas Day, you meant like February 12th, right? Groundhog Day, right? Yeah, like Groundhog's Day. That's when you wanted. Like, mom, you were a little <laughs> off, weren't you? And Lindsay, you know what she says back? Nothing, because she's dead. I thought for sure you were going to do nothing at all. Nothing <laughs> at all. No. Stupid dead mother. Anyway. No! <laughs> Shannon! Shannon, please! Oh, Tanner's uh, going to be mad at you later about that one. No, Tanner, I was doing a Simpsons riff. My mother was the best That's part true. of my family. My mother was the only good part of my family. My dad was okay. My uncle was pretty good. But my mother was a saint. Everybody else can... All my living family other than Kaz and Gina can suck it. Suck it long, suck it hard. <laughs> <laughs> You just got me here an anchor man now. Dorothy Mantooth is a saint. <laughs> I will take your mother out for a nice seafood dinner and never call her again. <laughs> Dorothy Mantooth. <laughs> so thank you, Bev Turner, for giving us all something to laugh about while hundreds and thousands prepare to die. <laughs> By something we mean you. Oh, you stupid conservative, probably. I don't know. Their parties. I mean, a British conservative is different yeah. than an American <laughs> conservative. Oh, that's true. Well, yeah, because Jesse, you know what the difference is, right? What, what do you got? Their teeth. The British conservatives they drive on the on the left side of the road. Oh, damn, <laughs> that's, what they, that's what they do. You know, we didn't even talk about Boris Johnson stepping down. 
Yeah. That's something yeah. we just never touched on. There's so many stories we yep. haven't talked about, and we're not going Damn, to talk was, about them tonight either. I was hoping you were going to give me the pause of like, we didn't even talk about Boris Johnson, then I was going to go. All right, so tonight's top five. Is, uh... <laughs> oh, before we do that, I have an important question for Lindsay. We've been teasing this for the past couple of shows. We're going to put you on the oh, spot yeah. right now. Here we go. Explain to us what happened between Tim Burton and Disney when it came to Nightmare Before Christmas because we were discussing it and we want to see if we were right. So, finish eating. When he when he originally started creating it, he still worked for Disney. So therefore, because he worked on it at the studio during his time on the clock, it's technically their property. And it was too dark for them at the time, so they just kind of shelved it and put it in the closet, more or less. And then after he got some actual like cred behind him, he was thinking about that project project again and went to go get permission to basically get it back. And instead, at this point, they're like, oh, well, you have a name now, so we'll just make it and leave it at that. So he didn't actually make it. They just put his name on it. They didn't put his name on it, did yes. they? Yes. It's it's Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas, but like he didn't direct it. Right. He it was, was just um, there as like creative end on stuff. I'm pretty sure the guy that directed it was the same guy that directed Nine. And Coraline. And Coraline. Um, uh, is it Andre um, something? Or it starts no, with an A, no, doesn't it? Um, no, it doesn't. It does not. Um, okay. Oh my gosh. Why am I Henry Selleck. Yes, that's yeah, it. Tom Selleck's brother. Yeah. Not spelled yeah. the same. Oh, fuck. I don't know if that's what you were <laughs> discussing, but that was. No, it was. was. It totally was. So, yeah. According, yeah. according to this, Tim Burton is credited as a producer for it. Yeah. And, and then they give him the, the credit of based on a story and characters by Tim Burton. Which is so crazy. I wonder what he did yeah. to produce it effectively. I wonder if it's quite literally you just, think it's well, just a it's, title. It's his edition. story. He wrote the initial poem that was for it and like right. the creative design and stuff. But so, you think that'd be a writing credit. That's why I'm like, I wonder no, if. Not, not with creative design thrown in there. That's true. I caught you. You're mine now. Creator, producer at the same time. Producer is such a nebulous credit because you you can do damn near anything and be given executive, uh, not even just producer, but executive producing. There are people that get producing credits just for uh, donating to a GoFundMe. Being there. And Indiegogo and stuff. Yeah. So Uh uh, I think it's, I always think it's funny that so many people love Tim uh, Nightmare Before Christmas and they just, they praise Tim Burton to death about it. And it's like, he didn't really do a lot for it, honestly. I mean, yeah, he kind of created the original it his, idea. It was his idea, but... But, like, the yeah. music and, like, all that stuff, that was somebody else, man. And they don't ever well, get it, the credit for it. It looks so much like something... Well, first of all, his name's in the title. I mean, like you just said, so yeah. people were, assume, like, all right, he just made this whole thing in his garage, right? Yeah. Like, that was... Yeah. Uh, but it also... is so It's so distinctly him. Like I mean, the 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 visuals and the characters and the the dialogue—it's so Tim Burton enriched that it's hard to think of anybody else doing anything with it. Because you watch that and watch Batman Returns and go, oh, you know, the difference the was they used clay in that one. Yeah, yeah. It's the same guy. <laughs> but then you watch his later movies and go, was he good? <laughs> was he a hack? <laughs> was he a hack? Yeah. Well, he was. I mean, like, I think, what do they call it? Like a one-trick pony. Yeah, but he, I, but, I but it was like he was really good. At like art and design and like set design and stuff like that, but the actual story and yeah, that was good up through like Big Fish and then it started going downhill. Yeah, but I mean, like take Batman and Batman Returns. Like if you dissect those, I love Batman and Batman Returns, but they're not very Batman like. 
Like it's no. it's very. He had different. never watched. He had never watched or read. I say watched. He had never read any Batman right. before. He went in completely blind on that project. Which they're still good movies. I still think they're they're not the best Batman movies, but they're iconic. I mean, Jack Nicholson as the Joker is still my favorite Jack Nicholson. Um, you never Joker. I mean, it's rhubarb. <laughs> Damn it, he was fucking insane in that movie. He oh he was like a uh, gun that the big like the long gun, gun. yeah. yeah. I that love that that Taron Killam's entire impersonation, by the way, of of uh, Michael Keaton as Batman is just the you want to get nuts. Let's get you nuts. Get nuts. Like that's the whole thing. That's the entire impression. Uh, speaking of directors, uh, I posted this on my Facebook today, and I I love this quote or this argument. So you know who Adam oh, yeah. Ellis is. Everybody know the, the cartoonist Adam Ellis? You may remember Adam Ellis because we've talked about him on the show before. Adam Ellis is the uh, cartoonist and artist that either created or has lived through the Dear David story. Do you guys remember Dear David? Oh, him. Okay. Jesse, to remind you, Dear David is... So Adam Ellis said that he was being haunted by this ghost and he was scared. So he I start, do remember this. Yeah, yeah he okay. starts retelling yeah. the story of of uh, Shelby. Have you heard the Dear David thing before? I'm going to send you a link to explains it all because it is truly freaky. Um, it's a, a boy with half a head that is haunting him, and he has all this evidence, and no one can tell if it's like real or he thinks it's real at least, or if this is like something he's created, right? If this is like uh, some kind of art or whatever. Well, either way, that's not important right now. But Adam Ellis said that you know he asked at what point do we basically just say of uh, uh, Jordan sorry I got a text from work Jordan Peele is the best horror director of all time and even Jordan and Jordan Peele was like I forget his original play was like whoa put the phone down boy and said <laughs> um I will not have any John Carpenter uh what was it John slander slander, slander. Yeah. yeah and I appreciate I, that I like that quote a lot. yeah it's like not have any John Carpenter slander on around here. I love too that people immediately came up and just it's that thing where <laughs> well, you make a statement and you think this is definitely correct correct, and the longer that people say things, you you just like, please stop. <laughs> please stop correcting me. Because <laughs> immediately it was like, um Alfred Hitchcock exists. Yes. Thank you very David much. David Lynch. Um, uh, David Lynch. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of uh this is a weird thing to, to do, but this is Jesse here. It works. Jesse, it came up in my Facebook memories a while ago. Do you remember? It was some 4th of July years ago. You posted this, like, I think it was Hulk Hogan, like, with an eagle and a flag or some goofy picture. And you tagged what you thought were all oh, your wrestling friends. Yeah, At which point, me, Shannon, and, like, the six other people you tagged kept naming other people. And you were like, guys, please, God, stop. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> well, it wasn't just you guys. So like, many people. Because yeah, like you guys tagged like you guys tagged at least one person and maybe two people each, and then other people just started commenting. I was like, oh, I guess we ain't friends. I'm like, <laughs> and in fairness, one of those people is Zach Price, and I was like, that no. was correct. That is, that's, that's, a, that's a loss you could take. That's an L you could take right there. Um, so I think that that begs the question before we get into this, and I'm curious what you guys think, especially Shelby, who, as far as I know, is the only one that is as big of a horror fan as me. And that is, who do you think is the best horror director of all time? Oh, Jason Blum. Shut the fuck up. He's going to hit me with that, that Call of Duty. Oh, come on, bro. 6v6. The camping, bro. Camping. Shut the uh, fuck up. Hunter, Hunter, please. It's clearly James Wan. 
Oh my god! <laughs> I've had multiple strokes uh, tonight, and I need a doctor. <laughs> hey, my bad. I forgot about Sam Raimi. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? He made the evil. He made the Evil Dead, so I'll, I'll never yeah. argue that. Yeah, but, but I, I think legitimately, like I, because uh, I was, I was my thinking. Yeah, would like, John Carpenter be the yeah. greatest horror director of all time? You know, like, I would probably fall back on Carpenter personally. Yeah. I mean, that dude's got a pedigree behind him. I mean, the thing, I mean, his, his Apocalypse trilogy yeah. is just amazing. Yeah. Uh, Literally, his his practical effects are what does it. Like, because yeah. all those movies came like with the, the 80s, time baby. they came out, no CG. Yeah, like the, the like the practical effects for all of those films were incredible. Like, and they all still hold up pretty well. Uh-huh. It's, it's good stuff. Like the thing, especially, dude. You want to talk about like it still that makes should probably sick. be a category sometime of like movies that really like crazy hold up well long after their their uh, time. Because I feel like Jurassic Park gets a lot of credit for that, and it should. I mean, Jurassic Park still looks really fucking good. Yeah, but there are but some dude, parts of it that thing, don't. Well, yeah. the thing was so much further before that. Eighties and yeah. still looks incredible. Yeah, like, there's there's not a single ugh. part of the thing that doesn't look good, except for maybe like the very beginning where the spaceship crashes or whatever. Uh, well, no, yeah. no, no, I'm thinking of Predator. No, I'm thinking of Predator because Predator was oh, yeah. such a good movie, except for the fact that they gave it away in the beginning when the spaceship crashes. Like, skip that whole part and just start yeah. with Schwarzenegger on the uh, on the helicopter. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna have to think about this. But are we, is, Lindsay, who do you think the greatest horror director of all time is? I don't know. I don't really care for horror movies. Tim Burton. <laughs> no. You know Charlie, know the, that much. Charlie the Chocolate Factory scared the shit out of me. Oh no, that was terrifying. <laughs> yes, yeah, that, was, that, was, that uh, wasn't meant to be yeah. horror. You know, if we're talking about practical effects, though, like we also have to mention Wes Craven. I was well. I was going to mention Wes Craven, uh, and I was going to get Zach Kirkus on here real quick to say Rob Zombie, so I could punch him in the mouth. Um, <laughs> no. Just through the computer screen. No, <laughs> I legitimately still watch that uh, trailer now for the the monsters. The monsters. I was going to say, I'm Shannon. Like, I don't know. The monsters freaked you out pretty hard, man. That, it was pretty yeah. scary. <laughs> I watch it now anytime I want to watch like SNL at work without actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to watch it when it comes out, though. I really am because, like, I ha- it has to be better than that, yeah, right? And as it's much as much shit I think as they're he going is getting, for the camp with that trailer, if nothing else. Well, I think they're going camp Honestly. with the whole film, and like this is a passion project by Rob Zombie because he loves the monster so much. So, like, I'm going to give it a chance. I'm going to stop shitting on it, but I will again. That trailer was awful. Very bad. I think it being the trailer, in color is part of it. Like, just keep it black and white. Don't show the it, color. No, he had to do color. The voice. The voice is so bad. I don't understand. Yeah. Why Robert her monster sounds like that trademark register. Like, why does he sound like that? What is that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. For the most part, though, like, watching that trailer, yeah, like, you know, trying to, the impersonations aside... I think if you like the monsters, you're going to like this movie because it looked like the fucking monsters. Yeah. Just- I, if, if Rob Zombie had not directed, you know, the devil's rejects and three from hell and all that, he probably wouldn't. I mean, they wouldn't be going like, this looks terrible. People would say oh this. looks. God, campy, I forgot but- three from hell was a movie. Yeah. Most people did <laughs> because it should have never been made. It should have stopped at the devil's rejects. Anyway, anyway, Let's get that top five. And they, and they, in the beginning, when they're talking about it, they say from the the, the man who directed from the director House of, of how, uh, in Halloween. Like you really want to put Halloween on your fucking resume? The first Halloween remake was decent at best. The second one was a fucking abomination. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry. I'm joking. Uh, actually, I'm joking. I, I, really, I really like that first Halloween remake a lot. Well, good news. I, Halloween Ends is coming out. I like it Not when the, they get past the the intro stuff with him as a kid. Honestly, I mean it's it's. But at that point, it's kind of like watching the Evil Dead too. It's almost a shot for shot remake of of the original. Like it's just cleaner. It just looks nicer. That's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Shane, you I think John. Or... I think John Landis is a good pick too. There we go. He had some really good yeah. ones. What about, I feel what like about I'm watching. Son? What about Max Landis? I don't I don't know that name. Is that a director? What'd he do? Anyway. Who is, who is that? Who is Max Landos? <laughs> don't know. Yeah, I don't have a list. Come along, Bort. What are you doing? I don't have a list. I thought I'd have one by this point. Uh, nope comes you'll, out you'll tomorrow. You'll make it up by the time it gets to you. And I'm excited. I'm oh, is watch it really? It. Is it that soon? Yes, yeah. it comes out tomorrow. I want to watch it. I'm I can, watch I can it. see I, myself doing a $5 Tuesday on that next week. I'll pay full price for it. I'll pay full. It got a great review. Um, I just think it looks good. Jordan Peele, for all the shit we talked about a second ago, he is a fantastic horror director. Uh, it, get, get Out was, yeah. was really good. I still haven't seen Us, but I've heard it's good. Nope. Oh, I, us, us was fine. Uh, us yeah. was the movie that I, I think my biggest fault with it, or my biggest problem with it, was that after I saw it, I went, "I will never watch that movie again. I, I will never sit down and watch everything that happened in that film again because I don't think I would get any more out of it the second go around than any other." But he did put Tim Heidecker in it, so that is true. I do appreciate that. I can't be mad when you when you get uh, extra Tim Heidecker in it. Whereas me, Momo, Tim Heidecker. <laughs> All right, all right, Hunter. Uh, tell us, yeah. tell us what tonight's top five is. Um, five steaks that you have slopped up recently. No, uh, it's gonna <laughs> oh, be- I the wrong one. Slop them up. <laughs> Come on, Shannon. See, I used to be a piece of shit. Um, anyway, Jesse, do me a favor. <laughs> yeah, will you, will you push your hair back a little bit? Slick, slick that hair yeah, back. Let me see what that looks like. Slick it back a little bit. I, I, I literally can't. Oh no, oh, that's that slick, back slick back. Real, real yeah, real yeah. good. Anyway, so after last week's show, I don't know what it was that prompted this exactly, but my idea was um, to talk about five, and I keep using the word franchises. I guess it could just be like five media, five things, because it doesn't have to be games or movies or TVs, whatever, um, that you like, but there's like one fundamental flaw with them. And then the, the key to this is you have the solution to it. Right or what you think is the solution, and if yours sucks, then we decide by committee. <laughs> you know, but, you know. I think that's how we hope that. I think so I didn't look at the list, and Jesse just told me, and he said five movies, and you could change one thing. I said TV that's fine. That works too. I mean, it, if it makes anybody feel any better, I did exclusively movies myself. Okay. So I have mostly TV. So I think we, for, right. we forgot to include George Romero. Well, I mean, how much did he? Well, and the he list of influential, all the, all the deads are, are his all the right. zombie, and he did some other stuff on that. And and Yamal del Toro is he? Oh, yeah. Del Toro. Um, is uh, is Romero not more of a writer than a director? Though I guess he did direct a, quite a bit, but I think he wrote more than he directed, didn't he? I, I believe because he correct. he wrote a treatment for the first Resident Evil before it actually. Got I remember made. that. I read that script. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was okay. pretty good. Yeah. 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 Um, so the top five tonight, and I, you know, I think Dario Argento deserves to be in that, in that list too. Uh, Italian filmmaker. He, this is like that yes. bit from like, do any, do I, any of you guys watch uh, the daily show with Trevor Noah? Oh, of course. Sometimes I watch clips. Uh, so, so they have a bit 
where uh, they, they've got a guy doing traffic at the end of it. Yeah. And every time he, he's about to start talking about traffic, he's like, yeah, you know what? This thing you were just talking about. <laughs> I got more opinions on this. Jesse, <laughs> when, you, when you mentioned traffic to me, all I can think of is traffic, traffic, looking for my chapstick, my chapstick. feeling kind of car sick. There's a There's Ford, a Ford Maverick. Maverick. You know who's not a good <laughs> horror director is Jamie, Jamie Kennedy. Kennedy. He's he's very bad at directing. He's horror bad movies. at everything he's ever done, including existing. Yeah. All right. Uh, M Night Shyamalan. That's uh, that's gonna be your. That's a contentious. Hey, one. You know yeah. what? I up until the village, I actually really like Shyamalan. I love Signs. It's one of my favorite films. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't like yeah, I Sixth Sense. Here, here's the thing about him. I don't know that he's a well, shit. I was gonna say I don't know that he's a bad director. I think he's just a bad writer. But then he did Avatar. So the thing with him is he didn't realize that he like put those twists in there until after like he just wrote something and did something and was like, "All right, I did it." Oh wow, you really liked it, and everyone's like, "Oh, he's the greatest, you know, twist director." Do it every time. Meant to do it. Like that's my shtick now. Everyone likes it. I do pot twists. Yeah, it's the it's the robot chicken bit. What a twist! What a twist! Yeah. All right. Uh, and then, then he took a uh, a beloved and masterfully written franchise and like, mm-hmm. shit out mm-hmm. a third version of it. And he almost <laughs> did the same thing to Tales from the Crypt. Originally, like they were they were doing a new Tales from the Crypt on TNT. They had a promo video for it and everything, and Shyamalan was taking it over. But something happened to the rights; they had to abandon it, and that's probably for the best because Tales from the Crypt is like my favorite horror anthology of all time. I don't want to fuck with. Anyway, we got to get to the top five of the night tonight. So it's top five movies, TV shows, some franchise that you could change something about to quote unquote fix it. Um, and to start off the night, of course, as we do every week, no jokes this time, no twists. Shyamalan. We're going to go with uh, Jesse. I also think Mick Garris should be in the conversation. Because Mick Garris is someone that doesn't get a lot of credit for his horror directing. Um, I don't think he's in the Discord. (laughs) 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 All right. I I think he missed this show this week. All right. I texted him earlier, but he couldn't be here. Oh, and then there's people like Ty West and a whole bunch of other new people that I don't care for. Jesse, go ahead. You're first. Okay. Uh, I, I'm going to start with uh, an anime uh, called oh. Icky Towson. Wait, and hold on. Wait, fixed. hold on, motherfucker. Icky Towson? Yes. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. How would you fix Icky, Icky Towson? All right. So this this actually works for a fuckload of anime. Uh, one in particular I know that Shannon likes a lot. Uh, you remove the, the fan service from yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, you cause so this show, the premise of this show is you've got these uh these rival high schools that kind of represent like the ancient uh Chinese like territorial wars, and they're all like competing for dominance in the territory. And they have like these uh these gyms that sort of give them powers of like their ancestors and shit like that. The premise is cool as shit is the point. But then, like, you actually start watching the show, and, like, it starts off with these cool fight scenes. The action is great. And then it's just titties. It's all... And and ass. And ass and underwear. And, like, it's just it's basically softcore porn. I, I, and, it, read... and it just completely ruins... Like, I watched the first episode, and I was like, 
I really like that fight scene. Like this premise is kind of cool. Like that that ended on a that was a lot of panty shots. Yeah. And I got like five minutes into the next episode. I'm like, all right, I'm done. I can't. I can't. I wa- I read the comic for a bit because I used to go to Hastings and just read manga. And I, I'll never forget, that was the first manga I ever read where, like, I got to a part where there was a dude talking about the plan for, like, the fights or whatever. And while he's talking, there's just a girl giving him oral sex in the comic, just casually. And then there was a girl that had an orgasm from fighting. I mean, there was all this stuff. And it was like, that, I guess, man. Thanks, Japan. Yeah, like if you remove the, the 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 fan service or the porn aspects of it. Has anybody seen Kakegumi? I've never even heard of that. No, that no is. Oh no, yeah, that's the Netflix one. That's I have seen that. The gambling that. school anime, and it is holy crap! Like, there's one chick that like gets off on masturbating on her handgun because she plays Russian roulette in the bathroom, and like she gambles her life. That's her gambling of choice. Is like Russian. But it's it's oh, ridiculous. There was another one I really oh, like too called on the term gambling school. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to revisit that. So you actually your rank in your in the school and your standing is based on how well you gamble. So your poker face, your ability to basically outplay other students, to overthink and outthink other students, to get to like top of the class because. Mm. I think I can't remember if they get a certain amount of money. Uh, if, and I thought it was just like a, a basically a score that they're assigned based on like like that's just their rep. Like they gamble rep instead of cash. Well, they it's rep, but they get cash at the end of the year. I think. Like, oh, they get see, see this, that's a great this is why we're last in the world in education. <laughs> this is the problem right here. We don't gamble. We're not doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. There's so <laughs> many like there's so many anime that I can't eat like Jesse. I otherwise would kind of like but. Jesse. Jesse, please. Yeah. Have you ever yeah. seen Have you ever seen Gunsmith Cats? No. Gunsmith Cats was one of the first animes I ever saw, and I really loved. It. It's about It's set in Chicago, which is cool, and it's about a detective. Uh, what was it? Rally. 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 Rally Vincent. Rally Vincent, maybe, and her partner Minnie Mae Hopkins. And Minnie Mae Hopkins is just, I, I saw the anime first, and Minnie Mae Hopkins is like, she looks super young, right? But she's an adult, but she just looks super young. And there's a little bit of fan service in it. There's there's one part where she's like, well, hold on, it gets dark. There's one part in the anime where she's like in her underwear, and it's just like, oh, okay, it's a little, little fan service but otherwise it's okay. So then I sought out the manga, because I'm like, I liked the that movie so much. Yes, because then it turns out the reason she's small is she's a prostitute that they fed hormones to or whatever to keep her looking like a child so she could uh, attract more men for sex. And there's a part in there where she's giving someone oral sex too, and I'm like, holy shit, man. They didn't put that in the fucking anime. That's weird. So, like, that is such a weird fucking trope in Japan, like in anime, and I don't fucking like it. And like it's not just you know the Japanese, because the American audience is all about it too. Like that lolly shit is a big deal where you've got like, oh, I know she looks like she's 11, but, but she's 4,000. She's, she's 4,000 years old. She's mm. an ancient being. No, nah, fuck you. That's gross. There, was there a, is a bigger red flag when you're getting a new player into a tabletop game, then they're like, okay, um, how do you, uh, how do you feel about like alternate ages from the normal <laughs> ages from the character? I don't, I don't know. Or how do you feel like, like appearance versus actual age? At which point I just go get the fuck out. Like, I'm not, we're good. We're there's done. A, there's here. a game. Jesse. Even on a bunch of D and D horror stories. Like. <laughs> there's a game Jesse and I used to play called Terra and Terra 
has now hold on that's on this list Be- oh shit never mind <laughs> saving it for later saving it for later all right, all right. let's go <laughs> to let's go to shelby chan slightly different way with make it better for me it's usually like just spinning the entire idea on its head or just going kind of goofy with it so for me my first pick was like the doctor strange movies and to replace any of the sound effects with squeaky noises because he has the ability to alter reality and it would just be fun to like whatever you expect that's not what you're getting it's a rubber duck that just <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm here for it. I, I'm into it. I'd watch that. We used to joke. <laughs> we used to joke that we wanted to replace me and Dombach, We would joke that we wanted to replace Batman, uh, Christian Bale's like yelling in the movies, you where know, he gets the voice with just a T Rex uh, scream from like Jurassic Park <laughs> every time he talked. So yeah, I'm for no it. one gives a trigger to an ordinary citizen. <laughs> I like, I really like, uh, I like the duck thing. I want to take it, I want to take it a step further. Um, I'm here for that, but I also want to then replace all of the dialogue with like those old bad lip reading videos. Yes. And that's like also why the sound effects are jacked up. <laughs> so he's just suddenly talking about like nothing related. Like I gave my dog a bath today in the middle of a fight. And then just, <laughs> as he's, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's good stuff. Oh, Hunter, Hunter, before we go to you, speaking of which, how is the, how is it coming along? Your live action DuckTales film. It's good. Um, They, uh, well, it's not great. Actually, they won't sit still. Uh, (laughs) I have tried there. They are adorable, but I I cannot keep up with them. And also they don't live here. So I have to, it's actually just a bunch of new ducks. Every time I start. (laughs) I can't promise. You got to learn the lines again. Hunter, don't forget if they they get hungry, ducks eat free at Subway. So that's what I was told. Yeah. If I just tell them it's for a duck, I can get whatever I want. Important. The ducks also would like some meatballs. Sun chips. Yeah. (laughs) Meatballs, sun chips, all of it. Yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, Hunter, what do you got? All right. So here's the, the, the one that prompted this whole list and maybe this will give you an idea into what I was thinking. Um, like I said, mine are all, all films and in fact, mostly series resident evil, the Resident Evil film series. The immediate criticism and the easy one would be make it more like the games, right? But I don't think that really solves the problem. We because got the six games movies are bad here. Too. Well, not entirely, but you're not Story entirely wrong was. on a lot of that yeah. either. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. they're, 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 they're pretty Alice. fucking goofy too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're not too far off. You're getting there. I'm getting close to it. So the first movie is is the best of them, and even it's like it's good, not great. It's okay, and then they go downhill from there. A big part of the problem is indeed the Alice character. It has nothing to do with Mila Jovovich. It has nothing to do with Paul W.S. <laughs> Anderson. It's just the Alice character adds nothing to those those movies. Part of what was great about the games is that these people are normal people. And other than, I mean, they're, they're you know, highly trained like SWAT type people. But beyond that, they're normal human beings. Alice is a superhero from literally the first freaking movie. She like does that weird wall jump kick on a dog. Like that was, it's, it's no, that was normal. Bizarre. No, that's normal. I can do that. That's not normal. No, it's not. No, you can. No, you cannot. So, <laughs> so yeah, I do want to get rid of Alice, but here's how I'm going to even further fix that. We're keeping W.S. Anderson. We're keeping Mila Jovovich because these movies were all made at a time when they, you know, were, were popular ish in that way. Um, Mila Jovovich plays Jill. Jill Valentine. She looks like her. From the get-go. Yeah. yeah. 
People are like, oh, the hair is not. I don't give a shit. Like, we can either dye her hair or put her in a wig, or who cares what color her hair is? I don't care. Have it's you not seen like Jill the new is one? defined by being a brunette. Have you, like, it doesn't. For anyone that would complain about that. Personality, didn't you know? Yeah. They, they should see uh, the new one where none of the actors look like the characters they represent. They would, and then we'll complain right. about it. Ah, that's yeah, fine. that's fine. So no, she plays she plays Jill from the get go. We get uh, Chris into the first one. Um, you know, in the original game, you had to pick who was your protagonist. Still make her the protagonist. That's fine. Jill or Chris is a background character. We go to him occasionally. They both make it out at the end. Inherently, that's going to then retroactively because they've already happened. But uh, you know, forward actively anyway, it's going to make the rest of the movies more like the games because you have those characters from the get go. And then hopefully, even if they even if they do eventually go off the rails, at least the first movie and probably the second one are going to be better. By the second one, then maybe we do merge a little bit of Resident Evil 2 and 3, bring in Leon and Claire, and then do some more stuff out in Raccoon City instead of in the mansion. But yeah, my, my big, the note that I wrote was, no Alice, insert Jill. See, That's, the, that's I think, what I'm going for. I think that you could have kept Resident <clears throat> Evil, the first Resident Evil movie, the same. With Jill, with uh, with Alice, that I think that would have worked because if you, it, it takes place under the Spencer Mansion. It takes place in this like underground facility. You could have had the first one segue into Resident Evil One because, for all you know, this all could have happened before Resident Evil One happened. You could have continued on the story, but they didn't. Resident Evil Two, they brought in Jill Valentine and completely skipped Chris Redfield. That's when it really was like, okay, fuck the games completely. Now we're just gonna make up our own shit as we go. You know. But the biggest problem to me with that is you still you still have the Alice problem to deal with. She's still out there somewhere. Well, I would be okay. Okay, all right. I'll give you an alternative to my suggestion. I'm okay with everything you just said if it turns out the first movie is a stealth version of Resident Evil Zero, the game. And she's not Alice or Jill. She's Rebecca Chambers. I'm fine with that. I love Rebecca Chambers. That's how she ends up yeah. in the mansion, and that's how everyone encounters her at a later point in time. She's going to be a different Rebecca from the game because the game is very much like scared little girl Rebecca, who you're like, how the fuck did she survive all this? How time? she a star right? member? She's she's the yeah, it's literally like she's like 18. She should not even be on that team. Um, well, Hunter, she looks like she's 18, but she's actually 420 no. years old. No, no. <laughs> no. Actually, the longer we talk about this, the more I think that's a better way. It's a stealth version of Resident Evil Zero, and she's Rebecca Chambers. And then, yes, the second movie is basically the first Resident Evil. Yeah. I like that. That would have worked. I'm here for it. All right. Yep. Uh, my first my first suggestion is... Uh, so, going back to this horror director thing for just one second. Just indulge me for just one second. You mentioned Paul W.S. Anderson. Uh, Paul mm. W.S. Anderson, not a great director, ish but he did put out one of my absolute favorite horror films which was event horizon which is spectacular yeah. that is such a good horror movie and it's it's very yeah. underrated um i just wanted to mention that i just want to throw that out there and i'm not going to do the joke anymore jesse stop looking that way you look like the saddest puppy i've seen <laughs> all right so i don't have a list I'm just this is probably going to be my only one that way we can also <laughs> cut down on the time but in the in a world in a world where people are redoing <laughs> movies to uh, to make it better, I say um, change a lot about uh, Rise of Skywalker and and put back the director from the Last Jedi and continue the actual fucking storyline and don't go back on everything that you did in Last Jedi and made interesting. Ray's parents were not Palpatine's clones. They're nobodies who sold her for drinking money because the point of The Last Jedi was that anyone can be the hope for the future. Anyone can be. You don't have to be a fucking Skywalker or a Palpatine. And that was a good message. And they fucked it to hell in Rise of Skywalker because they got nervous because so many people bitched about Last of Jedi being too different. Well, that's not my Luke Skywalker. 
they fucked everything up. What could have been a, a satisfying end to the trilogy where Kylo Ren, who had his moment of I could change, chose not to change and was an actual fucking villain. And you, and instead of turning him back into a good guy at the end, just to get the little cute kiss and all that, like rise of Skywalker was just bad in my opinion. And I think the way they could have fixed it was to keep Rian Johnson and not I, who Ryan. Was, Ryan, who was the Ryan. who was the guy for, that directed Abrams. the third one? Was it Abrams? They brought Abrams back. They went back to Abrams. Yeah, yeah. okay. Back to Abrams. Yeah. They you, almost got they, Colin Trevorrow, which would have been worse. Or they could have just kept Abrams for the trilogy. <laughs> right. I think that would have been a less disconnected. But yes, yeah, have yeah, one fucking have director one, for the whole trilogy. Right. I was gonna say you kind of have one of two ways, really, primarily to fix this: is have one, not just one director, but a clear cut. If we're gonna make three movies, we know what those three movies are gonna be before we even make the first one. Yes. And then if you have to make tweaks, that's one thing that would have been super helpful. The other would have been yes, Ryan Johnson establishes a whole bunch of shit in the Last Jedi that you can't just then undo. Yeah, what really did. kills me, I got, I gotta throw this in. What really kills me about Ryan Johnson is that in the wake of the Last Jedi, half the internet just get all over this guy like he had just taken their childhood and absolutely run it through a, a wood shredder like you know he just destroyed this thing a wood shiver that's the term i was looking for but then knives out comes out and they're like this guy's great this is a great film where did this director come from oh he did the last shot oh fuck that guy yeah <laughs> oh, wait a minute you don't get to just suddenly that's not how that works yeah Hi, this is the internet. Because I don't think, Mm. like, a lot of people get, I think, that was the argument that I made at the very beginning, a lot of people give the directors way too much credit on what, like, they give the directors way too much credit for writing the film. And, like, that that wasn't the case. Like, I think that he gave you the movie, like, he gave you the movie with the information that he was given. Like, these are the plot points you've got to hit, now give me a movie around that. And then it depends on who you get and who's in charge of it with a movie like that. I guarantee you it wasn't the directors or the writer. It was Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah, exactly. Kathleen when it comes Kennedy to Star Wars, is, she is, yeah. she is the Kevin Feige of Star Wars. Like she yes. has like, this is the direction that all these movies are going to go. You have to hit like these plot points. You can put your personal style and everything on it all day long. Sure. I mean, that's, that's the way Feige lets them do. Like you can tell, you know, the, the, the Thor movies, Ragnarok and love and thunder, like those have YTD written all over them. Yes, but yeah. like, Marvel is very clearly uh, what's her name, Keisha B. Ali, if I remember correctly. Like that's that's yeah. her style. This and, and like, so, but like at the, at the end of the day, though, like they told the story that Kevin Feige wanted them to tell, like Correct. Kevin Feige and the other writers. Yep, uh, and it, and it's the same thing in Star Wars. Like the Last Jedi and uh, Rise of Skywalker. Like they told the story that Kathleen Kennedy wanted them to tell. They put their style on and everything, but that's that was yeah. the plan from the beginning. Because it is important to note that Rise of Skywalker and Force Awakens were both written by J.J. Abrams, and uh, Last Jedi was written by Ryan Johnson. So you've got yeah, so they wrote and directed. Yeah, and, and when you take like the vision of okay, this is what we want, but do also do whatever you want because Ryan Johnson completely took what they did in Force Awakens and just turned it on its head. He did it first, to be fair, but in my opinion, he made it better because I think Last yes. Jedi is the best movie out of the series. Um, yeah, the Last Jedi went back to a whole lot of just like the the goofiness of Star Wars. Like they really yes. embraced that, and I, I I really enjoyed it. I love and, the, but I the also Skywalker. Like Rise of Skywalker. So I do. I do, there are some parts I really like about Rise of Skywalker. I like a lot of hey, the characters. Hey. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. But Shelby G- still needs to see both of those films. Okay, well then I, I won't talk more about Bubble it. Three. But Jesus Christ, yeah, you want to fix you want to fix Star Wars? You just either erase Rise of Skywalker and try again, or let Ryan Johnson finish the fucking trilogy. 
Because, oh, I can't talk about too much because I want to ruin for Shelby. But there were so many plot points that he put in Last Jedi that were shocking. Like the death of a certain character that you thought was going to be really important. And it just came out of nowhere that they killed him. And I was like, holy shit, that's bold. What are they going to do for the last one? Oh, well, it's very clear that Kylo Ren is going to be, you know, whatever. And then they were like, no, 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 no. He's cute now. He's Han Solo. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's go to Lindsay. Lindsay, you. So my first one is also the anime route. It's yes. a series called Amnesia. Um, it's based on a uh, dating sim game where obviously you pick the character that you're after and you're aiming for that ending. Well, the problem with this show is it doesn't have a goddamn ending. Like, the process with the anime is every time this character dies... She wakes up in another universe, and it's all the same people, but different relationships with each of them. And the very end of the series, she wakes up in a room with five doors and has to pick one. That is not an ending. Give her a fucking ending. Well, no, it's, Lindsay, it's the they're viewer. leaving the ending up to you. you yeah, you can yeah. create whatever ending That's you want. That's what the game is for. That is what Look. the game is for, not the show. <laughs> I, um... <laughs> How how do I how do I do this without our, our local myself? anime expert? I talk about <laughs> um, <laughs> literary concepts often for about ten months out of the year in a very authoritative way. There is there there's a whole thing I talk about regarding ambiguity, um, and there there's well done ambiguity, and then there's real shitty ambiguity. Mm-hmm. This sounds this like the shitty. latter. Yeah, yeah it, no, it's, it's oh, it pissed me off so bad because otherwise the series was not bad. But like, I don't care what fans you piss off. Just hook her up with one of the characters. It's done. If they don't like it, they can go play the game. So again, Am- ambiguity the, or yep. write bad fan fiction of it. The amount ambiguity of yelling that I hear from yeah. Lindsay, and then also <laughs> upstairs from Lindsay with about a half second from delay. There. Yeah. Okay. Ambiguity as a story as a story ending only works if all of the reasonable options are satisfying. That's it. That, that, that's the way, that's the way that I tend to go about explaining it. If uh, usually, and then if, if, if all is an option, that's already a bad start. If there's more than like a couple that would make sense. Yeah. Five is too many things. Um, especially when you have no idea what could possibly be those five things. I'm thinking like best classic example, that old, uh, I don't know if fable is the right term, but the, the lady or the tiger. Um, that old little story about that. That's a perfect use of ambiguity because either ending is a really satisfying, like, you know, way. And yet it's also going to piss off some people yeah. and they're both reasonable. So yeah. that's good ambiguity. Five random doors and no, that's yeah. bad. Five <laughs> random no. dongs. You don't know which one she's no. going to pick. <laughs> pick your favorite episode. And that's the door she picked. Good. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it was no ending. Like I would have rather it been like, oh, this time she actually just died and you're done. <laughs> Groundhog Day. All right, back to Jesse. Hey, this one will be short. Uh, Anthem. EA kept Aww. supporting it. Yeah, that's an easy <laughs> one. That's an easy one. That's 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 all that needed to change. That maybe, game maybe a longer development cycle. Like <laughs> I that that I feel like that falls under the umbrella. Like, Anthem, it, was, <laughs> Anthem was fun and short lived. It was extremely Jesse. fun. Really satisfying. Combat was great. It was beautiful. Uh, you had like 12 hours worth of gameplay and then it was just like the worst looter shooter loop in history. I'd like to give credit to myself for not being shittier 
about the fact that Jesse made fun of me for liking Fallout 76 <laughs> and supported Anthem, and then Fallout 76 turned it around, and Anthem died at no fault yeah. of the game's own. The game yeah, was good. Basically, yeah, that was an example of, like, Bethesda kept supporting Fallout 76, and after, like, three years, they got to a legitimately great product. <clears throat> That's uh, good. Anthem... Okay, fair <laughs> enough. They got, to, they got to an enjoyable product Yes, yes. Uh, with Fallout 76. Anthem got... Six months worth of support, and EA was like, nah, we can't do it anymore. Do you remember they kept lying, yeah. too? Oh, my God. They kept saying yeah. they're, they're going to, oh, well, 2.0, we're, we're going to bring it back, and then it never Anthem happened. Anthem 2.0, yeah. Like, because they, like, when they before they released the game, they're like, all right, yeah, we've got three. Like, they gave us, like, three big content updates, and they gave us the date for the first one, and then, like, the, ne- the two are coming after that. We never even got the goddamned first one. Like, they kept doing, like, balance fixes and, like, mechanical fixes and bug fixes and stuff like that. And then by the time, like, they got the game, like, you know, in a, in a situation where it was playable, like, very playable for everyone, they no longer wanted to release any new content for it. Because yes, they I know you... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, they... I, I'm so angry. And they, <laughs> it was because, like, so they, they spent so much time on balance and, like, mechanic updates and everything else... They didn't have enough time to update the store to make people actually want to spend real money on it. So, like, they, they, it wasn't turning money because, like, this was they wanted to do it as a games as a service, and people weren't spending money. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know you reposted, and I appreciate this, by the way. The most recent episode of the Inquest. Have you gotten a chance to listen to it yet? Not yet. Okay, I uh, listened for the little shout out to Anthem. <laughs> <toward the end. laughs> All right. It's it is it's very brief, but I was I was satisfied with yeah. because Bioware, like Bioware, the folks that did Mass yeah. Effect, they did Anthem, Jade Dragon, uh, yeah, <clears throat> Jade and Empire, Jade Empire. What did I say? Jade, Jade Dragon. Dragon. That was you were thinking it, of Dragon Age. Oh, it was called Jade Dragon in uh, China. No, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> 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 but yeah, Anthem. Anthem had like Anthem had the bones to be a truly spectacular game. Max. And, oh my god, it was so much fun! Everybody was like, Iron the Man. The flying was so satisfying. I was big. Like, Iron the customization Man. was great. I did, but yeah, yeah. Like Asa was Doctor Doom. He was really happy with it. I wanted like, to be a, I wanted to be a Gundam. All right, let's go to Shelby. <laughs> I still want to that be a Gundam. Bad. I know. Footloose, but no music. Just a man's <laughs> descent into madness. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I still. I want to. I want to change one further thing. That scene where he's dancing in the warehouse goes down the way it does in Hot Rod, and that's the way it does in. Yeah, it's just squeaky shoes and grunting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a bunch of squeaky shoes grunting, and then he falls down. <laughs> oh, he's got to go punch, dance it out in the woods. <laughs> out of the secret spot. Oh. I always get Footloose and Dirty Dancing mixed up. I don't know why. <laughs> that movie would also be very weird without music, for the record. Yeah. It'd be a, a little creepier, of- I think, than Footloose, though. Footloose would be, like you said, a descent into madness. And Dirty Dance would be like, I don't think I'm supposed to be watching this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think this they were supposed to keep this. Keep looking over your shoulder like, is this okay? <laughs> Mom comes home, what are you watching? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Sports. <laughs> <laughs> all right hunter um oh let's this is actually one that i feel like 
would have gotten stolen had to have any done this the same way that I did. So I'm going to throw it out there. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. I don't talk enough about how much I really loved the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie and how I really wanted to love that franchise. Uh, I legitimately liked the others, but again, as they went, they just got worse. The first three uh, were to, awesome. Uh, the, the first, first one, was awesome, yeah. one was awesome. And <laughs> the other two were good. And then they just got real bad after that. Um, so here, here's my suggestion for this. And this one almost requires taking it out of the time that it, it was produced. Make the rest of those movies, maybe one of two things, maybe both things. Number one, more like the first. So if you remember, that first movie is not all that supernatural. There's that one little element of the, you know, the cursed treasure and all that and like the little compass. But that's pretty much it. That's enough like little bit of pirate mysticism that you see one of them turned like skeleton in the right light. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But but I'm saying like that's that's it. From that point on, it is Davy Jones, giant crab lady, huge hurricane in the middle of the ocean. Like it just gets real stupid the longer that it goes. That first movie just has that one little element. And really up until the point that they they introduce the cursed treasure, it's just a pirate movie. Like, one of the best scenes in the entire trilogy is that sword fight between uh, uh, Jack and... Uh, what's Barbosa. his name? No, Will. Is it Will? Will Turner. Oh, in Will the, Turner, in the, yeah. In the, uh, the, uh, like the blacksmith. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of the best scenes in the whole thing. Give me more of that. I want the whole series more grounded like you can do a couple of little supernatural things and and really what this parlays into is all the him eh, parlay no pun intended uh it all ends up becoming the same thing this needs to be an anthology series not everything has to do with jack like he can be the through line through all the stories but new main characters every time new little tales to tell and mostly grounded with like a slight element of supernaturality or like one little hint, like one object or one thing is, is cursed or magic or something. And they don't all intersect at the same time because those movies were great when they weren't that by the time that we got Jack holding a, like a chest fighting Davy Jones, the squid man again on a ship that's being pulled down by the crash. It's just too much shit, man. It's too no much. Way. The one thing that I can remember past the original movie is just the gurgling of bootstrap Bill's lungs. Yeah, it's I'm gross. Just like, I can't. Oh, that's, all, that's it. That's all I remember. And then there's a great scene in one of the most, I think it's the, whatever the last one was, which is like the fifth one, like four too many. Um, at the very beginning, the second one. <laughs> there, like some of the pirates, I, I only vaguely remember this. Some of the pirates are breaking, like maybe Jack, out of out of a prison, and it's all really done practically. And it's a little, you know, silly because it's Disney, but like it's super over the top and it's colorful and it's fun. That was a good time. I want more of that. I think this might be served better, by the way. Also, instead of being a film series, as uh, Disney Plus, make it a streaming series. Uh, each season is a new form of the anthology, almost like American Horror Story. It's like American Pirate Story. Yes, and have Jack um, tell the tale. That. Have Jack, yeah, and have ja- and have Jack be the through line to tell it. He can yeah. show up every once in a while, but he's not the main character. Yeah. He wasn't the main character in the first one either, but he was so popular they had to make him that, and yeah. that's what. That, that that's not what screwed it up, but it certainly didn't help. I so yeah, I think that is what kind of put it on the wrong path was the fact that they went all in on Jack Sparrow. And, yeah, you know, I mean it, it certainly didn't help. I don't think it was the only problem, but I I think that that and the combination of let's keep adding more goofy magical shit to it, uh, just it it got to be too much. 
Uh, in the same vein as that, I wasn't going to put this on my list, but now that you mentioned it, I've always, this is a, a bee in my bonnet. And also going back to the horror director thing, uh, I, I thought that they should have stuck with the original idea of keeping Halloween an anthology series. Mm-hmm. When Halloween 1 and 2 came out, Halloween 1 was great. I mean, it's an all-time classic. It's like literally one of the most iconic horror films of all time. Halloween 2 was good. It was a good follow-up. And then by Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, they decided to take it in a different direction and make every Halloween movie an anthology movie about Halloween. It was just a new horror movie about Halloween. And I thought right. that was a great idea, but the fans <laughs> turned on it so much that they got scared and they went back to Michael Myers. We, in the need, next one. we need Michael Myers. And then all Arr. the movies were terrible. All Halloweens were terrible up until the reboot a couple of years ago. Not the Rob Zombie one, but the newer one. And then it got terrible with Halloween Kills, and now Halloween Ends is coming out. So you could have skipped all of those bad Halloween movies and kept it as just the originals, which were great, and then had a new Halloween movie every year. Because Season of the Witch is so much better than people give it credit for. It's got a good story. It's got a catchy jingle. If you guys remember the the Silver Shamrock jingle, I think it's Silver Silver Shamrock. Uh, Tom Atkins was in it he's one of my favorite horror actors and it was just it was a good idea but again the fans turned on it so quickly because they were like well that's not what we want and instead they just fucking vomited out sequel after sequel to a point where eventually Buster Rhymes is beating the shit out of Michael Myers is that what you wanted you wanted Buster Rhymes to beat up Michael Myers he won is that better he he wins that fight yeah that's so well because they they basically they're like let's make let's make Michael Myers Jason Voorhees yeah, but Michael Myers is not Jason Voorhees. He should never be no. supernatural. He, you know, the realism and the intensity of that first movie is what really made it good. And the same thing with the reboot. It was that intensity and that, that you know, just the, the realness and the gritty, the gritty, the grim of Michael Myers. And they've already fucked it up because at the end of Halloween, they put him in a, you know, a basement. They set it on fire. There's no way he would escape. But sure as shit, in Halloween uh, Kills or Halloween, yeah, Kills... He survived, and he kills his way out of it, and now he's killing people all over again. Like, give me a fucking break, man. Just because you have a good thing going doesn't mean you have to make a million sequels to it. That is the difference between a good story and, like, a hack job that you're just milking for cash. cash. Yeah. There there are times where you can make a sequel and it adds to it, and it's better. Look at Star Wars. Star Wars was made better by Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, and they all helped it. But the Halloween movies are just like, let's keep putting them out because we're making money. But if you would have done the original idea and just made it an anthology series, maybe it wouldn't leave such a bad taste in my mouth. That's just my opinion. Let's go to Lindsay. Supernatural. I love it. I've watched all of it, but it could have ended oh so many seasons past. <laughs> yeah, after the second. Ending with the death of the yellow demon. Yep, the yellow the eye yellow demon. <laughs> And uh, so that's three, right? In the season three, I think, I think it's so, two. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask. Was that the? It feels like the commonly accepted uh, process on this. The supernatural should end either after season three or five. So it sounds I like you're mostly five myself personally. But yeah, <clears throat> we okay. keep saying three. Was season three when the yellow eyed demon? Died? I'm almost positive it's three, that's, man. Because I think we that was the number that was sticking seasons. out to me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because Sarah and I watched the first three seasons that we saw the end of that one. And then I remember, for whatever reason, we stopped. And it was one of those things. It was the same way that Massism treated me after I watched the first two Godfathers and had not seen the third. He goes, don't. Don't do it. Don't do it. You have a rare opportunity to not watch this up for yourself. Just <laughs> don't like, do it. 
I'm in that I've same boat with Godfather. <laughs> also, also no. Supernatural season three is when uh, Yellow Eye Demon died at the end of season two. Three is when they introduced Lilith and uh, Bella. Okay, so that's when you start getting the the angels and all that stuff thrown in there. That's all in three. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, no, no. That was for a while. No, the angels and stuff come later. Lilith is. I mean, Lilith is Lilith, but they don't have the angels yeah. and stuff in there. I don't even think Castiel's in it yet until season four, I want to say. Uh, maybe we did watch the end of two. All I know is when the end of like the primary original demon comes around, that's when we stopped watching. So maybe yeah. it was two. I don't know. Because the yellow eye demon like- is the one that started the whole thing by killing yeah. their mother. Yeah. And, and yeah, his yeah, girlfriend. Like- like there's yeah. still good episodes yeah. in later seasons, but it gets so convoluted and ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> How many times is Sam gonna lie? Sam gonna I lie completely to understand <laughs> why Billy just wants them to be dead. <laughs> Play a drinking game every time Jensen Ackles goes. Look, I get it. Or uh, <laughs> either that, or damn it, Sammy. <laughs> Sammy, Steen! Dean. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, no, okay. Jesse. <laughs> no. Moving on. Nope. Hey, all right. Nope. Terra Online. What about it? Uh, okay, I had forgotten about the thing you brought up a minute ago, so we could kind of add, like go further with it, but uh, in general, change mob behavior. Because uh, that was what, like, me and Shannon absolutely loved this game. The graphics were gorgeous. The gameplay was super fun. Like, it was really tight. Like, it was, it was a really good MMO. The thing we didn't like about it is that you could literally step outside of a town and just right next to a guard, there's a demon waiting to attack. Like a, and not one of the low level demons. Just, how just are a, you doing? A giant towering demon and like 20 of his buddies. And they're not doing yeah. anything. They're just standing there oh. looking at the town. Like, like that, cause... like that meme where the guy's like, <laughs> and the guards guard, they don't do anything to the guards of the town. The guards don't do anything to them. You walk outside. <laughs> they're ready for you that's because they paid the guards off they're like look if you just let me hang out here for that fucker that's coming this way <laughs> just look here's my gold just let me people All right. I, I won't eat your townspeople I just want that motherfucker collected. oh now, those are cats oh, look at the babies they're little kitties <laughs> uh, and then that that like cause they're you know World of Warcraft getting removed aww like for all the World of Warcraft's faults, like the the world was incredible. Like you you go around and it like you sense. could really you yeah. could immerse yourself in it because like the mobs made sense for where you found them. Uh, there were actual like guards hanging out, stopping them from getting into the safe areas, and all that other stuff. And you you just lacked that in Terra. Terra was really fun to play, but the world was not fun to play. Like you couldn't immerse yourself in the world of Terra. And that that killed it for us. And then, yeah, I'd completely forgotten that one of the fucking races you can pick is basically a goddamn lolly. It's a lolly. It's it, she looks like she's about eight or nine, and they dress her in sexy clothes and stuff too. But the argument is like, well, their act their race is actually thousands of years old, so it's okay. Yeah, it's not. Stop, That's legitimate. Stop That's sexualizing legitimate. children. Yeah, the class options. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I wonder no, if that works bad. for anybody in that game. Like, she told me she was four thousand, Your Honor. <laughs> this is a witch hunt. This is a witch hunt. I thought she was one of these things. Ciao, Ciao. All right, let's go to Shelby. Uh, Ciao. Crazy and all the other ghosts from the movie Ghost. Watch a woman's <laughs> schizophrenic break with occasional hints of haunting in the background. <laughs> 
Like a panty. Like Shelby just wants up. movies about crazy people. Shelby's just this is, she's tearing apart the classics. <laughs> this is uh this is ghost by way of uh the haunting of Hill House, right? Like there's yes. like little ghosts in the background. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know how often I wish somebody would take screenshots of me doing this and just insert somebody like right about here no, or no, so. No, 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 no. Do it. Don't do it. Do it to Cody and then send it to him and go, dude. Oh my god! What the fuck was that, man? Why do you, Why do you hate the boy? I why love do Cody. you want him to die? I love Cody. He needs to learn. He'll just immediately to have a minor heart attack. You, you send that house. video to him. And then you just, he wouldn't sell it. Like you'd hear about like the house burning down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just yeah. like, it would just be a news header that you're just like, oh, wait a second. Oh, wait, what's that address? <laughs> Man Bird's house <laughs> says ghosts lived there. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say, hit the group chat. Hey, Cody. Uh, <laughs> what did you do? I, I, yeah, I if, you guys, if anybody if in the group chat now. has a spare room. Personally, I would be <laughs> fine with Shelby suggesting on ghosts because like I like ghosts. I, I haven't watched in years. It's a love story and all that, but it's also kind of goofy. It's but that ending though, where the dark spirits come out and grab that dude, like that always freaked me out as a kid. That was yeah. that was terrifying, and I'm hoping that that ending gonna, like, actually happens. The spirits, like it's just invisible, but that still happens. Have you ever seen the movie Housebound? So Housebound is this. I thought it was a pretty good horror film until the end. It's about a girl who is uh, like a troublemaker. So she's sent to live with like her family and their estate and she gets there and they're trying to keep her under. She's housebound. She's stuck there and she starts hearing noises and all this ghostly, all this ghostly stuff starts happening and they're, they're, they're freaking out because the place is haunted. And as they investigate, investigate, it turns out it's not haunted. There's a guy who was a kid that got caught there and he's living in the walls and they find him and it's a comedy. This isn't a serious movie. So all the ghostly stuff you've heard through the entire film was just him like banging around in between the the walls. And it was such a like <laughs> stupid ending. Does um, Shannon keep like randomly cutting out for anybody else? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I got the yeah. gist of it though. I yeah, I mean I, I so far so far I have not missed anything that he has said. Oh, I wouldn't say you but, missed like... <laughs> Anyway, let's go to let's go to Hunt 2. Okay, uh speaking of ghost, Ghostbusters. No, it's perfect. So... Let's move on. Uh, not the series. The flawless not, film. Oh. It is not. Also, okay, if you want to play that game, uh, we can remove the ghost blowjob. That doesn't need to be there. And you know oh, good yeah. well it doesn't It need was to be a there. dream. That's really true. It, okay, but it wasn't. It's cut footage from a scene that they got rid of, and the whole thing could have been dropped. Yeah, that's That pretty, should have been an, an additional, like, 10 bad. to 20 seconds of just them busting ghosts. Yes, like, instead of busting nuts. So, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Exactly. Sorry. So... So while I'm not going to specifically zone in on that scene or even that movie, the franchise in general, um, actually, that's the word, franchising. So, Shannon, I know I said it to you. You know, I've got my problems with Max Landis, but I've been – I've long since really liked his pitch for Ghostbusters 3, and I found out recently he actually did like an hour-long YouTube video where he breaks it down instead of just reading it script by script. It's really, it's really fucking good. Like, there's a lot of stuff in it that that would need to be cut. It's way too dense for what it is. But if we had gotten this before Afterlife, I would have been satisfied with that instead of Afterlife. Uh, basically, what it does is uh, creates a new generation of Ghostbusters. I mean, it does something that Afterlife kind of, sort of does, but doesn't really get into. So the main thing that I want to do. Um, 
outside of the petty one, which is completely dropped 2016. And let's just get real. 2016 has nothing to do with with the established franchise anyway. Unless they eventually establish a link, it doesn't. They did in the comics, um, but they'll never do it in the movies. They'll never do that. There's no way. No. Um, and and subtitling the answer to the call doesn't really help. So at this point, I don't know what to do with that. That's why I say just just we're not going to waste our time with that. Um, and I frankly, I might just be pitching what ends up happening in whatever the upcoming sequel to to Afterlife is the the one that's codenamed Firehouse. Ghostbusters is at its heart the original movie, a capitalistic comedy right this is a bunch of of effectively blue collar guys they go from being white collar to blue collar getting kicked out of their university jobs who create a startup business who get bullied around by the government the epa about what they're doing uh and eventually win and save the day and win the hearts of new york right by the sequel they didn't really know what to do the sequel is it's a good movie shannon and i have both mentioned that sometimes i like it even more than than the original but it's almost more like an episode of the real ghostbusters than it is a true sequel because the status quo just gets reset yeah. two years later everyone blames them for all the damage there are too many people who believe that what happened is, is a hoax based on their thing and they kind of just repeat the same beats what i need to happen somewhere here whether it's there or in the future or what is somebody technically uh, or not technically, some somebody actually realizing the franchise potential. Vinkman says it in the first meeting. The franchise rights alone will make us rich beyond our wildest dreams. Well, it should have happened from the get-go. You remember in the game, too, when you beat it, they talk about opening franchises, and your character yes. was going to lead a franchise in another city. The the tabletop game that we played, <laughs> the very first thing we ever played on PZ85 Plays, it was the first like five or six episodes because we played two or three different adventures in it. Um, the West End game from, from 86 is based around the idea that you are members of a new Ghostbusters franchise that is open in your town. You get like a handwritten letter from Lewis Tully saying, here's the equipment you've been leased and how much it's going to cost you and how much you have to pay back. Um, but it's all it's a whole thing. This is what, and this is what his pitch does really well, is establishing that there are franchises all over the country. The reason that they're currently kind of shut down, and then establishing setups for like streaming series and sequels and all sorts of stuff at the end when they're all kind of forced back into action simultaneously. Um, I w- I want Ghostbusters franchises, man. I want future movies and and again spinoffs and streaming services and stuff of Ghostbusters LA, Ghostbusters Texas, Ghostbusters yeah, so, New, New Orleans, there's St. So Louis. Much potential international like gbi international i mean that was part of the comics too was they had an international establishment i want them all over the fucking place yeah imagine um, a ghostbuster series set in like japan dealing with the japanese spirits. it'd be so different and yeah. that or even yeah. just like like an international series but that's like a, a story arc they spend time in japan to find out like how differently they're going to be treated there yeah i i want i want that real bad yeah, um, same. That again, would be the, fantastic. The, 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 the minor stuff or even the personally petty stuff, like, yeah, 2016 bothers me because it's so outside of what's, you know, the norm. And, the, and then, uh, you know, there's, again, there's little scenes in each one of them that I'm like, ah, I could live without that. But that's the biggest problem to me with the franchise is the one thing I'm still missing from it is the franchise. Expand it. <laughs> Make it bigger. The Yeah, the franchising. Put it in everywhere. Yeah. And give me every top comedy star of today doing a different team. You know, put John Cena on a team. Put Patton Oswalt on a team. Any anybody who's funny, theoretically, can be a Ghostbuster with the right director. That's okay. the best part. Okay, of it. good. I was worried you were going to say put Jay Leno on a team, but you said they have to be funny. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> Not only yeah. that, they have to be funny, but with the right director, too. Because, again, there were a lot of funny people in 2016, but Paul Feig was not the right guy to direct 
Ghostbusters. I look, just wasn't. I'm not going to debate that with you again for the 900th time. I thought it was a funny movie, but like in this, uh, I in, also thought it was a funny movie. But in the world of Ghostbusters, say, uh, I've I've changed thing, my thing, stance on it. The thing that 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 is always funny to me about that, by the way, and again, I'm also not going to. We don't we don't even begin to have we don't time need for that. to. Yeah, you you don't like bridesmaids, and no part of me understands. I've how never seen you it. Don't. Oh, that's you, spectacular. Okay, so you've never film. even seen it? Wow. I, I never okay. said no. I never said I don't like bridesmaids. I've never seen I've it. I've never you told me you didn't like it. No, I've. I've okay. I don't know anything so, about it. So, so here's, here's, here's where night, I was gonna like, say here's where people just jump all over you, <laughs> dude. We could just watch it here. Are you guys coming up here tomorrow? Uh, I didn't know there was a thing going on tomorrow. It's the Kaz oh, yeah. goodbye celebration. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm down. You down? That's my cousin Ryan. Well, then we'll fucking watch Bridesmaids, too. But yeah, no, legitimately, this is where like somebody like Tanner will be like, oh, man, you've, you've never seen this. No, I always take this as an opportunity. Legitimately, if you liked Ghostbusters 2016 the way that you did, you'll probably fucking love Bridesmaids. Because I, I love Bridesmaids. I think Bridesmaids is hilarious. Yeah, I've just never seen I, it. Just, I also that, love Bridesmaids. That humor did not translate for me to Ghostbusters. But... If you I, like that, you I think you would really like Bridesmaids. Actually, I th- I, th- I mean, it's got a lot of it's got John Hamm too. Yes, it does. It's John Hamm briefly, briefly. Not yeah, he's, he's not a starring role, but yeah, any, he's in there. He's a real dickhead. Too. Any amount of yeah. ham is better than no ham. <laughs> what I'm saying. Um, uh, yeah, no, I'm beast. Because me, me and Shelby were talking about that not too long ago because she's never seen that movie. I, uh, I, it's, it's really surprising it's to me. I won't I, say it blows my mind. I hate when people say that, like, oh, I'm just surprised you that I've not consumed a piece of media. I, but, like, I generally, it does surprise me. I don't watch movies if they're not horror at this point. And I mean that. I know that sounds weird, but, like, if I'm scrolling through films. Yeah, I still haven't got him to go see Thor. Yeah, I just, I like horror is the only kind of movies I have a general interest in. I will go see other movies, but, like, I didn't go see Bridesmaid. And, like, if someone wants to watch it, I'll watch it. But I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it on my own. Like, it took me forever to watch Raising Arizona. And that's only because you practically forced yeah. me. And it was a fantastic movie, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but, yeah, it took me forever, so. I haven't watched because my sister watched the crap out of them. And I can vaguely remember hearing it. Like, it's always the same scene that I end up either walking in on or hearing. And I'm like, oh my god, I hate this movie, and I've never even seen it. <laughs> watched it 15 times this week. Yeah. And it was like Bridesmaids and uh, what's the dancing? Mean one? Girls. Oh. The Step the up. Dancing one. Well, Mean Girls is one of them too, and I I watched it for the first time with Jesse. Step up. It's a good movie. All the way step. through, I saw it happen. Yeah, step up. <laughs> All right. We got to get going. We're at a minute tw- or an hour twenty, and we're only at three. Oh my god! Every nice. week, every week, I'll make That's mine. That's because you put the week. bit at the beginning of the show far That's too long. That's because you piss me off so bad. I'm good at that. Anyway, I'm gonna make mine quick. Why uh, did he sound like Chris Farley there? <laughs> That's because anyway. Holy snikes! Um, <laughs> the <laughs> I love Ultima Online. You know what killed Ultima Online? EA bought out of uh, Lord British and uh, OSI. And now EA owns Ultima Online and turned it into a shell of its former self. Look, Ultima Online's like 30 years old at this point, legitimately. It was the first graphical MMO that ever came out. It's still going for a reason. It was revolutionary in, in its time. They've done nothing to update it other than a couple of updates. Like when I say update it, like graphically, they've never brought it to the current generation. They've never overhauled much uh, except to make it worse and make, try to make it more like World of Warcraft. Ultima Online was fine the way it was. All you had to do was maybe just like make it prettier. And they fucked it to hell. And that's because Richard Garriott 
and his company sold it to EA and EA doesn't give a fuck about it. And I think EA still, I don't even know if they still own it. I think they either own it, but they put it to somebody else. And I forget they're like broadsword or whatever. But point is losing Richard Garriott and selling it to EA destroyed Ultima online, the greatest game of all time, in my opinion. So how would I fix that? I would have kept uh, Richard Garriott in charge of it. That's it. Oh Lord. What is this? Oh no. Are you okay? Uh, I don't like it. Let's go, let's, go on to, let's go on to Lindsay. <laughs> um, another series that I absolutely love, Quantum Leap. Let Sam go home. <laughs> no, we gotta keep well they, they were keeping yeah, it open. Keep it open that shit. Yeah, they were keeping it open for the potential that they might do more in the future, and then they never did. Well, I mean, we might get to see more this fall because it's lined Maybe. up. But Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Just let Sam go home. I remember that's why I eventually had to stop watching Sliders because like they they teased me too many times. Yeah, because it was basically the same fucking show. Uh, yeah, just, pretty much. Just with uh, a little, with four little people newer. instead of one. Yeah, including Carrie War. All right, uh, let's 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 keep it going quickly. Jesse, you got two more. All right, yeah. Uh, you want me to rapid fire? Them yes, I do. To... Yes, I do. Okay. Every All right, night, uh, we're we're gonna go with the Arrow, uh, Kill Felicity in season one. <laughs> Damn! Uh, you said the arrow. Uh, the arrow, Jesse. Do you mean the Felicity show? <laughs> God damn it! I seem uh, to vaguely remember something about an arrow. But... Right? No fucking kidding. So this was like Felicity was a Watch character the show, and I know the bit. <laughs> like... Yeah, no. Uh, so like Felicity was a character. The the short version of this. She was a character created for this show. She was so fucking popular. That she stuck around instead of just being a bit character. And then she was so popular that they killed off fucking Mockingbird instead of like, so that they so that Oliver could have a relationship with Felicity. And then they did a will they won't they thing for like that's fucking every fucking season of that goddamn show. And like I love the first like couple seasons. It was great. I think if they kill Felicity season one, they could have like done the dark and edgy fucking thing they wanted to do with Oliver because they basically wanted to make him fucking Batman. And I think that would have like really pushed that over the edge. We could have gotten rid of the, uh, Oliver Felicity drama. It would have been a much better show overall. Uh, and then the other one, uh, how I met your mother, the worst parts of that show are the, the last few seasons with all of the shit with Robin. I think if you could solve this problem by making Robin a lesbian, I'll do it. Uh, like yeah. that, because they, they had a will they, won't they thing, like with uh, Ted, like the 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 narrator of the show, uh, right. and Barney. Like, uh, they had like this triangle thing going. They devoted uh, two and a half seasons to Robin and Barney getting married, only to undo it in a single episode at the, uh, like in the final season. And then, spoiler alert for anybody who gets still hasn't seen that show or gives a shit uh like the mother dies and like that's the the point of the whole series and then ted ends up with robin and uh from my understanding that wasn't the original intent it's just everybody wanted ted to be with Robin. i say everybody it's the same thing with felicity a very vocal online minority wanted those two to end up together and it ruined the show make robin a lesbian it's never a problem I really wish our world would stop being run by vocal minorities. <laughs> yeah, no shit. I'm, I'm so tired of all my problems being the result of vocal minorities. <laughs> Please stop. 
Yeah, like the number of people that don't understand that what you read on Twitter is not actually the opinion of the majority. Yeah. yeah. Well, as long as this is a Christian uh, conservative country built God, on dang. Christian conservative uh, morals, you know. I mean, it swings uh, both ways. Like everybody uh, thought that, like you know, going back to Bernie Sanders, everybody was like, "No, yeah, he's the the most popular candidate ever." The Democratic Party kills it. Now y'all didn't vote. Like. <laughs> You guys didn't turn up to vote for him. Like, he was polling poorly everywhere. And then he did great. And everybody was like, well, that's it for Biden. And then Biden suddenly won one big state. They were like, well, that's it for Bernie. And, like, they just swapped <laughs> immediately. Uh, get, well, get well, Biden, by the way. Get over that COVID, buddy. Trump beat it in a day. Let's see how you can do. All right. Let's go to uh, let's go to Shelby. No. No. Fine, go back to you then. <laughs> um, no. Mulan. Oh, no. Uh, spirited away, Chihiro stays with Haku and is kept away from her greedy, probably just like neglectful parents at this point because yeah. they they really don't give a shit about her. They're like, yeah, whatever, kid, go on, do whatever. If yeah. you fall down a drainage hole, just, just don't even call for us. Like, this could help us out immensely. Just fuck off. Uh, and then E.T., as told from the point of view of the government agencies Cunningham, rather than from Elliot's point of view, because that is truly a terrifying movie if you look at it from that perspective. He's mind-controlling the children, or Elliot in this example. He can control him from miles away, make him do whatever. Whatever he does to himself, it happens to this kid. At the beginning, you see them clearly taking samples of our planet, of our flora, of our fauna, taking it with them, uh, basically insinuating that they are harvesting our planet and probably using our children as mind puppet weapons against us. Holy shit, I never thought of any of this. <laughs> I just thought E.T. was, was yeah. sweet. I was terrified of this movie and I my was mom serious. thought it was horrifying. I was afraid of like E.T. because he looks weird and I was Ugh. like, absolutely not. He made Elliot belly kiss his teacher and get drunk on beer that he never drank. Oh, that's not a good look, E.T. <laughs> I, I also made that shitty video game. No, they dug it up. They, they found all, all of the them. Place now. <laughs> Although it did give us a be- the best episode of Code Monkeys was the E.T. Yes. thing. So, uh, yeah, man, E.T. scared. I've told this story many times. We'll get into it again. But E.T. scared me so bad as a kid. I could even look at him. My mom's friend gave her a copy of the film when it came out on VHS, and I refused it. I said, you will not take that film. So my mom, the entire ride home, she's making fun of me. My mom, the saint, is riding my ass about what little bitch I am for not looking at E.T. So I I made her stop at a a grocery store. I went in and bought E.T. We got a free copy, and I bought it just to prove to her I was a man. And then I never watched it. I couldn't even look at the cover. All right, let's go to Hunter. Uh, who has two copies of E.T. and no tears <laughs> left? This guy. Anyway. Um, all right. So so I'm not going to harp on this because God knows I've done enough of that. But I am going to mention Jurassic Park. Um, it's not that I'm not going to hit you with the Dominion doesn't need to exist or even like I'm, I'm perfectly fine with there being, you know, the, the latter half story. I'm not going to say I'm fine with six films because that's actually my point. This series needs to be condensed. There is not enough shit here for six movies. OK, Crichton only got enough for two books and they're covered in the first two movies and done. 
Um, say only two and a half because some of his stuff from one got into three. Here's what I think needs to happen. Condense the shit out of this series. First movie, no notes. Pretty much perfect. We're leaving that one alone. Um, second movie, we're going to combine the, the Lost World and Jurassic Park 3. We're also going to bring Ellie Sattler back in some way or, or form. At this point, those three are a triad and all three of them need to be involved. They all get called into the second island because the first one is New Blart, the second one is Sorna. They all get called to the second island for various reasons. Maybe um, uh, Malcolm still goes at Hammond's behest for whatever reason. Maybe uh, Grant still gets called in to help rescue someone who's gotten lost there, whatever. I don't know what Ellie's reason is, but we're going to condense that all into a, into a thing. And then after those first two, that original crew is done because the third movie is basically going to be Jurassic World. It takes place many years later. Somebody finally got it right. It's working and more or less it follows a lot of the same beats as World only it's maybe not as occasionally shitty. Like we're not going to you know, go full torture porn on the nanny. That's a horrible scene. That was stupid um, man. It's I just hated dumb. That. I hated that. Uh, we're going to fix a little bit uh, toward the end too. like the, the way the Indominus Rex gets out is dumb. Uh, also, we're going to at least tease those original three in this movie. They might not be key points. They might show up in a post credit scene, but they got to be tied into it somehow. And then we're going to do one fourth movie that should have been what Dominion was. And it's all hell breaks loose. Because at the end of Jurassic World, they're getting off the fucking island. They're going everywhere. We got the tease at the end of, of two, because we're still going to use the end of Last World or Lost World, where uh, uh, the Rex gets away, but then they get it. You know, it gets loose in L.A. for a minute. That shit actually happens at the end of three. They th thought they finally got it right. Everything goes to hell. The dinosaurs are loose. And the fourth movie is just people versus dinosaurs. It's the dino apocalypse. And these now, you know, five people, because the whole clone thing's going to get dropped by doing that. These five people now have to come together and figure out how to solve it. We'll do some cameos from the previous ones. It'll be a whole thing and it'll be great. Four movies is more than enough for this. There is not enough material for it. Dinosaur part goes poorly for more than four movies to be good. And even four is a stretch, but that's as much as I'm willing to concede. Um Stay tuned for this on a future episode of the Inquest. By the way, I thought a lot about this. I thought so much about this. I was very angry after Dominion, and and this is what needs to be fixed. So a lot of condensing in the uh, Jurassic universe. Why is it not called that? Um, and then finally, and this is such a like I realize in the aftermath of all these, this is such a shitty little minor change, but I really think it it helps a lot. Um, Marvel needs a little criticism, and this is this is yes. such a again minor deal. But here, here it comes. Um, <laughs> I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do, and then I'm going to explain why. We're going to swap out Iron Man for War Machine at the beginning of Age of Ultron in that opening sequence where they go after the twins and the and Loki staff. Okay, here's why. This is what bothers me so much about this. We get three Iron Man movies, and by the end of the third one. Tony has gone through a full arc, right? The end of that third movie is way too definitive for a character who then shows up a million times afterward. He gets the shrapnel removed from his heart. He blows up all his suits. He gets married to Pepper and they literally drive off into like the horizon into the sun, right? They're done theoretically. And then age of Ultron picks up with Tony just doing his whole, you know, please be a secret door flying around with the team shooting stuff and they barely even touch on why that's why that's a thing. I mean, eventually he mentions like, yeah, I had to get back to it because I'm working on Ultron. I'm trying to get us all retired, et cetera, et cetera. I think that whole thing works better if when they do that iconic side shot with, you know, Cap ramping the motorcycle and Hulk jumping and Thor and all that, it's War Machine. 
Rhodey goes in with the team, and Tony's the guy in the chair. He's back at Aven- at the Avengers compound, Avengers Tower, I guess, still at this point, and he's running the show from there. The whole secret door thing, he's just looking through uh, Rhodey's cameras. He's just looking through his visor on a monitor. Please be a secret door. Please be a secret door. He still gets to do all that shit. Then when it comes time for the party, there's mentions made of Rhodey doing the whole, you know, boom, you looking for this joke? Like, he has more of a reason, I guess, to be there other than just working with the military. And Tony's thing, like he even gets, it's brought up to him like, hey, you know, you're not going out anymore. And he's like, yeah, I've been spending all my time here working on this. I'm trying to get us all retired. From there, it plays out perfectly normally. The whole reason he has to suit back up is because his shit goes haywire and he feels responsible. In fact, we probably even throw in a scene with him, you know, going back and forth with Pepper about you said you weren't going to do this anymore. I think it makes that arc a lot more intense so that by the time we get to Infinity War and Endgame, there's an understanding that, yeah, occasionally he has to suit up. But his goal is still try to make it so he never has to go out on the field until of course things play out the way they did it's a minor thing but it has always bugged me just a little bit and i think that is the simplest fix it sounds better legitimately plus more don i like it plus more you can't be you can't be upset about more don Cheadle. he turned people into trees if you don't recycle (laughs) he'll turn you into a fucking tree well it could have been terrence howard but he developed his own language so <laughs> oh, I did. He like was Terrence busy Howard doing that. Yeah. Too. I did too. I mean, I think we all did. He was Terrence a good Howard roadie, a good actor, yeah. but he it just, the, to be Ooh. fair, that's one of the all time great. Uh, and this feels like a good uh, future category too, or future top five list uh, swaps, role swaps. You know, somebody's taken over a role for somebody because that just that little scene of it's me. I'm here. Get over it. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> I love that. Uh, real quick, mine will be fast. Both of them are Ghostbusters related. And then I have a note on Ghostbusters. One, I wasn't even going to do a last one, but all this talk made me want to do it. Talking about 2016, um, I think the easiest way to fix that would be to not treat it as a reboot and made it a sequel. Have them be the franchise. Have them be a franchise in a different area. Yeah. That would have fixed that would do it. so much of that shit. You know? I, on a personal note, I wouldn't think it'd be any funnier, but that's always going to be subjective. But I, I do think... I've told you before, one of my biggest problems with that movie is how much it does and does not want to be a Ghostbusters movie. Right. They do all these little references to the free, the previous ones, but then they go, oh, but we're not. That's not, not them. them. Yeah. We've got Bill Murray, but he's not Peter Venkman. Oh, well, then give me a second. Because all this coming from. Yeah. But if you would have had, had them as down on their luck scientists who decide to scrap up all their money and buy a franchise into Ghostbusters because they believe in what it is, and then have them do me. their thing, that would have made that movie a million times better. Take it out of New York. They don't have exactly. to be the New York chapter. San Put Francisco. Put in New Jersey or something. Yeah. San Francisco, whatever, yeah. So that would be my fix for that. My other fix for Ghostbusters would be, <laughs> after Ghostbusters 2, drop Bill Murray. Then I could have gotten Ghostbusters 3 with Harold Ramis, and not the ghost of Harold Ramis. Yeah. Because Bill Murray was I was going to say kill him in the game, but even that was way later. So. Yeah, don't even put him in the game. I would have I would have been perfectly fine. Because he just, from what I understand, he just showed up when he wanted to anyway. To the point that they had to do a redo a lot of his shit. Because Bill Murray is such... And this is why last week, Shelby, when you said Bill Murray, I was like, oh. Uh, because Shelby, Have you seen the title of the episode of last week's show? No. <laughs> it's it's Podzilla After Dark. Why does she have to say Bill Murray? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it says on the website. Yes. 
Because uh, I love Bill Murray, but because of what he did to the Ghostbusters franchise and held it up for so long, and then he finally returns to it for 2016, but not for Harold Ramis and to do an actual Ghostbusters movie, I never forgave him for it. And I know they, they worked it out and all that, but they stalled Ghostbusters for so long because of Bill Murray. Because we had to have Bill in there. We got to have Bill. You don't. Ghostbusters is fine without Bill Murray. Afterlife proved it. He was the worst one of them. Like, Ackroyd, you had the sentimental thing with him and uh, Egon Spangler. With Winston, you've got the potential for the franchise, and he's important. Yes. Bill Murray, Vakeman was just there. He was just there. He didn't even have to be there. Uh-huh. So that would have been my thing. And lastly, I thought about it when you said this earlier. I never thought about it before. Everyone always looks at William Atherton's character, Walter Peck, as the bad guy in Ghostbusters. And the government's always fucking with the Ghostbusters, the EPA, and all that. But if you remember correctly, he showed up and politely asked if he could see the containment unit because they had concerns about what it was doing. And yes. Bakeman shit all over him. So. Yes. Peck was not the bad guy, really. He wanted to just know... The EPA just wanted to know what these motherfuckers were doing with their nuclear reactors. And yeah. and well, Bankman was like, fuck off. To be, to be fair, too, though, in the in the wake of that, when they then have the reasonable people like Egon and Ray trying to tell him, hey, if you shut this down, That's, shit goes haywire. He Walter then it. goes on a personal crusade yes. and screws everything up because he let his own feelings get in there. So yes. while he while he may not be he's while I understand why he's mad, he's not justified in his actions. That's to why the, he's still to the bad extent guy. that he did. Absolutely. Yes. But like yes. Bankman and Sanction them. Don't just shut their shit down and see what happens. Bankman and Peck were both assholes. So Yes. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, Lindsay, last two. Let's get this going. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I only have one more. I didn't come up with a fifth one. Good, because we're at an hour 40. My last one is the Gem and the Holograms movie. Start it where you ended the film with the Misfits coming in and actually have the Misfits and Gem and the Holograms like the fans wanted. Or just make the sequel. Yeah. With Kesha. With Kesha as uh, Starlight. She was so good as Pizzazz. Yeah, for about, like two seconds that she was there. That was legitimately good. I actually like the Gem and the Holograms film because much... It's a good movie, but it's not a Gem and the Holograms movie. It's a good coming-of-age music-related film. I feel like if I watch Avatar, the, the Shyamalan one, I won't hate it as much as Jesse because I have no attachment to the source material. I would probably go, oh, that was a pretty good movie. Whereas Jesse is like a cat hissing at me and scratching. Uh... <laughs> The same thing with Jim and the holograms. Honestly, I think you would still think it's dumb because, like, they like some of the changes that he made to it, like, end up making no sense even in the plot. What doesn't make sense about changing all the Asian characters to white kids? That's <laughs> Kerwin White told me that was perfectly fine. <laughs> all right. No one knows who Kerwin White is. No one knows is, who Kerwin dude. White is. Okay. All right. Dolph Ziggler was his caddy. He was. That's gonna do it for us. We got to get out of here. Lindsay, you got anything else? We must. Is that cat a, a sleeping cat? Is that cat mm-hmm. asleep oh, on you no, right now? No, she's now she's oh she twitched. Your hair, yeah, I better say your hair hit her ear. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well that's gonna do it for us tonight. We're gonna be back tomorrow with a potential potentially back tomorrow with a potential live episode of Horse Time, uh, much like we did with the D and D episode live from Hunter's abode. So. We'll see what happens yeah. there. And then uh, next week, we're back with all new episodes, Hunter. But this week, in case we miss out, uh, to uh, Monday, we had an all-new inquest with Double H. 
Dude, it was a packed week uh, yeah. for me specifically. So, Inquest on Monday, new episode all about Mass Effect. Please go check it out. I, I'm really proud of it. I got to listen to a little bit of it myself today outside of just uh, production, and I, I thought it sounded good personally. So, I hope you guys do too. Uh, I hope to have a new one out by Halloween at the latest. Right now, I'm on about a three-month schedule. Those take a while to put together. Um, Tuesday, we did a new PZ85 Plays, <clears throat> the first official episode of the Curse of Strahd campaign with Cody as our, our DM. We did that live here at the house it is the first um live episode of plays where we've actually you know played the game together in person uh it's a lot of fun the stream went really well i think and so yeah definitely go check that out too and then last night a whole new pro wrestling unscripted the the uh silent potentially best sometimes of the week show that we do man i mean it's it, it's a we creeper. go into that always going like all right we don't really have anything to talk about and then an minutes. hour later we go that was great what the hell was that? <laughs> it turns out Hunter and I don't like we don't dislike wrestling. We just like complaining about wrestling more. We like to shit on it. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Wrestling's bad and yep. it should feel bad. All right. And we're gonna make it feel and bad. We're gonna and then we do all bad. that same stuff next week. We absolutely do. So for now, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next week for myself, for Jesse, for Lindsay, for Shelby, for Double H, and for those two cats crawling all over, Lindsay. Because <laughs> it's happening. You guys have a good night. We're out of here. Shelby. You knew no. it was coming. You knew it was no. coming. Take us no. out. <laughs> no, not this again. <laughs> hey, Jill. Hey, Jill.